A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast, everybody. It's myself, Rick Shields, and producer Guy. We are in my... I can actually feel like a, this week I can call it a home simulator just. Um, 70% home simulator, 30% garden storage. <laughs> so at the moment, um, you might have seen through lockdown, I built a home simulator in my garage, which was amazing. Used it loads, made some really cool videos in here. And then since lockdown lifted, back on the golf course, it's kind of still a home simulator, but I've also had the garden um, completely redone. And we had a shed in the garden and all the garden stuff that was in the shed is now in the garage but it's we're getting there i can probably hit balls again in here today and it means that guys come i was really excited for you to see it saying i thought you were going to walk in and go wow it looks so much better but it's still not perfect it's definitely an improvement i sound really loud do i not i no. feel like oh, okay that's good um maybe just my headphones are really powerful it's definitely an improvement on last week um but what's more of an improvement on last week is your outfit. Today you look quite cool. Thanks. Your board, I don't want to go too far, but your board line looked like it could be quite a cool LA producer. I've gone with that look today, haven't I? Yeah, it's um, quite a... slim fit jean, a dark kind of, there's such a safe jean, can't go wrong with them. Really nice Nike trainers, but nicely worn as well. It's like, because they're a new, new model, you know what you're talking about with those trainers, but you've not kept them super, super clean. Tigerwood's cap on, headphones... Little Garmin watch just coming out the sleeve. Thanks, Fab. Good. Really I'm, good. I feel like I'm blushing now. I feel like <laughs> I've gone all hot. Um, we've got an amazing episode today for you. We've got loads of things to cover. And the first exciting news, um, you could be one of the first, I'm probably going to say 5,000 to 10,000 followers of the brand new Rick Shields Golf Show podcast Instagram page. We set it up yesterday, or shall I say, Guy set it up yesterday, and it's a new outlet that is basically just going to be talking about the podcast. Uh, we've obviously got the Facebook group, which is doing amazing, over 30,000 followers. Thanks so much for everybody on there. But we thought now let's branch that out into Instagram before we then overtake... Uh, I don't want to say. I was going to say get onto TikTok with uh, the podcast group, but I don't think that's the right thing to be looking at at the moment. So yeah, if you want to go and follow the podcast um, on Instagram, it's Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast. Um, it's, it's at the Rick Shields Golf Show. At the Rick Shields Golf Show. If you type in at the Rick, it should start to come up quite early. Um, or you can find it on my page. Rick's followers. Yeah, I shared it today. Um, but like you said, we have actually got, I think sometimes we rock up and we just talk nonsense and it kind of works. Other times we actually have a little bit of a of prep and some very light notes what we're going to talk about. And today is going to be action-packed. On a last note as well, on the Instagram page, we did some questions and we're going to fire through loads of Instagram questions later on in the show. 
I, I think, think that's going to be the best place to get questions in from now on. I do. So easy to do. I love Instagram questions is literally the best because it, it just makes it so easy. And because you're limited to characters, you don't get dead, dead long questions, which are just impossible to answer. Also, on a note, I've seen a few comments recently about the filming of the podcast and the Rick Shields podcast golf show, Second Channel, which is on YouTube. Um, basically that's not been around because when lockdown took place obviously we couldn't film because of restrictions etc me and guy actually did a lot of the pod we actually had a break from the podcast but then also when we did the podcast we were doing it remotely guy was at home i was at home so there's no point in filming it but i think soon i think we'll start doing podcast clips back on the youtube channel i think that's what it's going to be best used for so when a really cool question comes in and we think that you know what that's going to be a really cool five minute ten minute topic on youtube we'll get them filmed get them edited and get them on to the channel for sure where should we start with this week well, guy? i snuck something else in quickly actually last night after sending this over so there's just a little thing to start on and it might not be a, this isn't might be it might not be a new thing but like a little good news email to start the show off Ooh, i like this um so it's from a guy called mike edmonds who's from portsmouth in the uk and he said, I'm a new listener to the podcast. I've binged the whole lot in a week. That's, that's 34 episodes so far. Well, what? this is the 35th, I think. So he's he's put some graft in. In a week? Are they telling a white lie or he's a really hardcore fan? Well, let's just try and work this out. I reckon an average episode is just under an hour. Yeah. Let's call it an hour. So it's 34 hours. So 34 hours in seven days. So he spent a day and a half. Five hours a day. Oh, that my goodness. Be. He must have one hell of a commute. Or he just loves the podcast and... I wonder, if he, I wonder if he put, yeah, I was going to say he puts it on at night and he falls asleep to it. Well, he's had a, he might be saying a little bit of a porky, but anyway, I believe him. So he said, loves the podcast, loves his Facebook page, the YouTube channel, etc. Um, I recently started playing golf again after a nine-year break, and I'm currently playing off eight, but I used to be off four back in 2010. Anyway, the point of messaging, it was to, messaging in was to say something Rick had recently stuck in my mind about not keeping track of score and just enjoying being out there and playing golf. Try this in my comp this weekend, which one of the main board camps comps at my club. Long story short, ended up knocking it around in level par 70, Hello. net 62, Whoa. and won, getting a hefty cut of my handicap to go with it. So thanks for the great tip. Even if it wasn't meant to be used in big comps, it worked a treat for me. Well that? done. That's awesome. I love, love hearing stories, success stories. I love seeing messages where it say, oh, Rick, I've watched so many videos and I'm now not slicing the ball anymore. Or I'm chipping it better or my scores come down. My handicap's gone from 30 to 10 or whatever it may be. Please keep sending those positive messages. In a world sometimes where negative messages can sometimes pierce through the the, the shield, let's say, the positive messages definitely, definitely help. So thanks so much for that. And congratulations on your board victory. I would struggle to do that in a comp, not keep my score. I admire him that he has done, but I just, especially if I was playing so well level par, because you know, say without being rude, if you shoot in a seven on one hole, eight on the next, nine on the next, it would be quite hard to let you know how many other you are. Can't you? But if you're playing and you're like par, par, bogey, birdie, par, 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 you're going to know that you're roughly around level par, but if he's, he must have done something right to shoot such a good score, and I'm guessing he's been dropped to about a six handicap now, so fair play to Mike Edmonds. Incredible, Mike. Well done. Should we talk about our duel? <sighs> yeah. Our duel in the sun. Rick versus Guy. This was a big match. So let's set the scene. It was last Thursday. Yes, I think it was. Um, we had videos that were filmed. We 
uh, had our editors, uh, Harry and Tim, editing the videos. So we had a we had a, a quiet morning basically. So me and Guy decided to take advantage of our new membership at the Marriott Worsley Park and go and play nine holes. We were we were hoping to play eighteen actually, but there was some course maintenance out on the golf course back nine, so we could only squeeze in the first uh, ten holes. Actually, we played. Um, we both got to the tee. I don't want to go too into detail here. No, and we decided Just to have a match facts. play, match play, match. So. We settled on the first tee that Guy would get two shots over the nine holes we were planning on playing. Which I didn't want to take, but I thought, I don't want to be an idiot and go, I don't want shots. So I just humbly said, okay, give me two shots. Because technically, Guy's off a four handicap, even though he's not got a handicap. And you might have seen from the England Golf uh, podcast we did with Gemma, she, he said, she said he, you would be down to three, was it? Three in the new system, yeah. So anyway, I... I me as a golf pro, I don't have a handicap, so effectively I should play off scratch, even though probably a lot of people watching the video know I don't particularly play off scratch, uh, but I can get it around in level par if I, if I want to. Or better. So uh, <laughs> so we decided to take, Guy decided to take two shots, and um, because we didn't really massively know the stroke index is coming up, he took a shot on the first hole, because I think it was stroke index four, actually, yes, is it? Yes, it was. So both hit drivers. First hole, Marriott Worsley Park. Left is safe. I go... 11 o'clock left, so if the target's 12, I hit this kind of ropey, not great tee shot to 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So left-hand side, safe. Guy steps up, knowing that he's not massively confident with his driver at the moment, and you did what? Nine o'clock left. It went left-left. Like, yeah. 18th hole runs parallel to the first hole, and it went left-left. Yeah. First swing of the day, no practice, no warm-up. And he put it left, okay? Put it in play. It was in play. It <laughs> was the miss. Left was the miss. Second from there, um, I can't remember what you did. I had really long, thick rough, and I think I had a lot. I think I tried to like, hit a four and out the rough. Oh, yeah, that it was it. Kind of got it up towards the green, but nowhere near the green. So I knocked it front edge of the green. Um, we halved in bogeys, didn't we, I think? But then I had a shot. Yeah, I'm making this very long winner dancer. So the first hole wasn't that particularly exciting. Guy went one up because we both had fives. I three putted. Guy pitched on the green after his third shot, t- took two putts. Uh, the greens have been slightly hollow time, so there was a bit of, you know, unpredictability with the greens. I took, like I say, a three um, put, so I took five, and Guy took five with his shot. He goes one up. Second hole. This is where the fun started. Yes. I think, are we going to go through every hole? I don't know. I don't I think it might be a bit long. Basically. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this. I think... I didn't plan on spending so long on the first hole. Who, who what, well, we played, how many holes did we play? We played, well, we actually technically played 12. We played 12 holes. And what score did you finish up after 12 holes, Rick? I was one under gross, I believe. Or two under no. gross. Was I not three under no, gross? Because you were. Wait a second. Bogeyed the first. I birded the second, so went to level. I parred the third. I birded the fourth, one under. I birded the fifth, two under. I birded the sixth. Did I just miss out then? Six, no. yeah. Four under. Yeah. Then you got a double. No. no. Birded the seventh. How many under am I here? I think you got, I think you finished Basically, two under. Basically, I went four birdies in a row. I birded three, four, five, and six. No, I didn't. What am I doing here? I birded the second. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Let me work this out. You've it's got 30 o- seconds where people start turning off. One over on the first. Yes. Birded the second, went back to level par. Parred the third, level par. Birded the fourth, one under. Birded the fourth, two under. I've just said that. Four, 
fifth, sorry, two under. Birdied the sixth, three under. Birdied the seventh, yeah. four under. Then you got a double. Double bogeyed the eighth, two under. Parred the ninth, parred the tenth, parred the eleventh, birded so the twelfth, three under. three under. Three under with a double. I think I finished one over, par gross. So Rick won the match, basically. But the big story is I was absolutely bombing it past you. I was coming on to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll absolutely. be honest. I felt embarrassed for you, actually. I'll you know honest. what? Tip my hat to you. After that first tee shot where you didn't hit great, you nailed it yep. off the tee. And everyone listening knows that it doesn't matter who wins the match or who wins the golf comp. It's all about who hits it the furthest. That's all that matters in golf. You you did. You definitely, I, I you surprised me. Yeah. I know that one time at Formby Hall that you kind of hang on to now. With, 12 yards. Hang on to with every single, you know, ounce of your being because it happened once where you outdrove me. Fair dues, that. 12 holes, you probably outdrove me five times. Yeah, and then when we were filming the other day, we had a bit of a thing about, oh, no, you're longer than me. No, I'm longer than you. No, no, no. So um, we settled it again once and for all. Rick said, I'll tell you what then, we'll both hit a ball now. We'll put a little mark on it so we know who's is who's and we'll smack them up this fair way. And um, beat you on that as well. You did beat me. Well, this was good though because I only won by about half a yard. So that even made it weirdly better because it was like, if I won by another 10, it was like our standard guy 10 yards longer. But it was like half a yard. So just like, you're close. Keep practicing. Home simulator as well. You hit balls most nights. Um, <laughs> work on your speed. And... The difference is you go to the gym. I think that's um, where I need to go to next. But either way, it was a good match. Uh, sorry I've kind of made that very long-winded. That wouldn't have made for a very exciting YouTube video of <laughs> me chatting about it like that. Uh, but yeah, we had a good match. I can't believe how many birdies I made. I was on fire. I had new irons in the bag. I was just literally... I nearly hold, very, very good. I nearly hold it on the fourth for a holding one. I honestly, honestly nearly hold it on the seventh for a holding one. I made an unbelievable up and down on six, an unbelievable up and down on five. Anyway, long story short, it was a good, good match. And we shall try and do one every couple of weeks, I think, and report it back on the on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, you definitely played really well. You I, played a I, lot better than I think you thought you were going to play. 100%, yeah. Drove it nicely. If I can drive it nicely and keep the ball in play without losing a ball, it sounds ridiculous. I'll 100% like shoot lower than 80, which obviously I should be doing. But if I can keep it in play and actually roll a couple of putts in, I, I can get close level par. I just don't play enough to do it all the time. But speaking, a nice seamless link here of your amazing iron play, which it was amazing. You have put a set of irons in the bag, which I have. people listening will know. We're going to talk about them a bit more. Then I'm also going to tell you why my irons are better than your irons and you've got to tell me that they're not. Okay. So, yeah, new irons in the bag. If you've seen the video that actually just got posted last night, which is killing it on YouTube at the moment, over 400,000 views in less than 24 hours. I think it was trending in the USA, trending in Canada. Weirdly so, because people want to know what new irons I've put in the bag. And the irons that I've put in the bag after lots of testing, Behind the scenes testing, lots of different irons, uh, lots of testing recently on the new Mizuno lineup, the new TaylorMade lineup. I opted to go for the TaylorMade P7MCs, the muscle cavities. They literally, the criteria, I did a, a video where I said the ping blueprints weren't for me. And I listed at the end of that video, the criteria that I'm looking for in an iron set. This TaylorMade P7MCs literally tick every single category for me looks feel lofts not going too long hit hitable out the rough everything um so i felt like they were going to go straight into the bag anyway i tested them passed with flying colors and they have gone in 
to the bag. So that, that little kind of 12 holes was the first time I'd been out on the golf course, kind of unofficially off camera. I will do a video on camera where I play 18 holes. Um, but yeah, they've they've gone in the bag and they are pretty awesome. Yeah. You use the Titleist irons. I've got Titleist T100 irons and... Behind the ball, there's not a lot in it. They do look very, very similar to the ones that you've got in the bag now. I think yours are more rounded in shape, yeah, like the possibly. toe, and like the the toe edge is slightly more rounded. Where I feel like the tailor-made's are slightly more sharp on the toe. And edge. I must admit, I actually prefer a sharper club. So that almost sounds like I've got the wrong irons. But for me, it's more about the branding. So like, I low tight this T100 is a new name. It was always AP2. We've said this before, kind of off the podcast. If you played golf with somebody. And they've got a set of irons, and it's a set of AP2s, but they were from five years ago, or the, the 714 model. You still look at them and you think, oh yeah, they're a good set of irons. What was the tailor-made irons in 2014? Some old TP somethings, I don't uh, know. RSI 1s Possibly. or RSI 2s. And I they're reckon. still a great iron, but they feel older because tailor-made changed the name stuff so often. I feel like with a set of Titleist irons... It doesn't matter to you as much because you can just swap, obviously, whenever you want and stuff. But for an average person that's going buying a set of clubs, I feel like if you get something that's tight like that, they feel, or even possibly Mizuno, they feel more current for a lot, lot longer. Whereas I feel like tailor-made stuff, looks not, not, they don't bring stuff out as much anymore. But because they seem to swap names and stuff more regularly, I feel like it gets a lot more lost and it dates a lot quicker. I'd agree. No, I'd totally agree. And I was... Worried to some degree for the Titleist lineup last year when they brought it out with the new lineup, the T100s, 200s, 300s, 400s, etc., and the CBs and the MBs. I mean, they've got a lot of irons out. And I actually thought it was going to confuse people because they were so familiar with AP1, AP2, etc. But actually, they've simplified it. And for such an iconic name change from, like, say, the AP2s, which are the effectively irons you've got in the bag now that are now called the T100s, mm-hmm. it was a bold shout, but I honestly do think they've nailed it. It would be interesting to see what new... I think time will tell when the new Titleist lineup come out. Because are yours called T100s? Just that. There's nothing on number 720. on them. So, like, but what's going to happen Well, next? the first ever AP2s had no number on them. Okay. I had some, and then they went to 710s, 712s, 14s, 16s, 18s. Did they have 18s? Yeah, they had 20s. Yeah. No, they couldn't have 20s. No, they didn't have 20s, but they had 18s, I think. So, for example, next year could be, whenever, it could be the T100, 21 or something, 22. I don't know. It could okay. be, like, a small number underneath it. It, Yeah, I, I do believe, and I, and, you know, I think... Pound for pound, and that's probably the wrong terminology because of, I think the tailor-made are even more expensive. I think from a brand perspective, the Titleist definitely is cleaner. I think they'll last longer. I think the Titleist you have in the bag, in three years, people will still yeah. remember the T100 lineup. I get that. Where the P7MCs, who knows what that brand's going to be called in a few years? Because so far, this this is mad that we've even come onto this because when we reviewed, and you mentioned it a couple of days after we released the video, the P770s, I'd actually forgotten yeah. there was already a set of irons that were called the P770s from like three years ago. But you can never reviewed forget Titleist iron. No. Could you? And I, I kind of reviewed them and I, and I almost forgot that that name had already been used in the, the new model that's come out, the P770. I'd completely forgot because yeah. in that time frame, they've had P730s, P750s, P790s, P790Ti's, um... The Tiger Blaze, the MBs, like they, they've got too many kind of name changes and, and changes of direction. 
And uh, like I say, I think the title is possibly as a brand definitely i mean it's like the pro v1 the pro v1 has never had to change the name and it still feels as current now as it did in 2000 which is phenomenal for a brand like 20 years that's why i hate irons not hate them in terms of the actual performance of them but in terms of branding irons that are named to match up with the driver correct like sim sim because as soon as a sim driver goes we think it's gonna stay for next year but as soon as that driver goes the irons feel that old or maverick or epic irons like who talks about epic irons exactly i'm sure somebody listening have good irons irons it's just the naming they were mega expensive but like i said they just feel dated so here's a question for you then imagine in 2015 start of 2015 when all the new clubs came out then i can't think what models were i'll have a quick look in a minute but quite a rich businessman said right i want to get into golf i'm going to, go to american golf i'm going to pick a brand and get everything right look at it and he's not played for whatever reason his clubs in the garage which brand of clubs would have aged the best and which would have aged the worst in terms of like branding and potentially resale value well let's think let's say that businessman who goes into to a golf shop and picks everything up he probably would have been shifted into at the time 2015 probably tailor-made m1 yeah range so m1 driver mega popular yeah was that was that 50 let me just double check close it, was. it wasn't far off you know if it wasn't 15... I think it was either 15 or 16. Yeah. I think the second generation was 17. But anyway, let, let's go with 16. Then. Let's just, just call yeah. that as a... Yeah, so, yeah. Let, so you'd go TaylorMade M1 driver, which again, weirdly feels dated now. Already yeah. the, the original one, as much as it was an amazing driver, the M1 irons would look super, super dated. Um, I don't know what putter they have in the bag. That's You don't even remember them, do you? Well, I don't like... even remember what TaylorMade putter... Probably, you know what, even like the spiders, let's say they went for a spider, like one of the original ones, because we know they've been out for 10 years. They look so different now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Um, I can't remember the wedges. They would, I think... They, they had those ones with the... the, like the yeah, the red and black yeah, stripe stripes. along the back. You've got a great point. You go to tight list and we go nine we go the set from that businessman goes in and gets fully kitted out with tight list. You know more than likely he's gonna have a D one or D two yeah. in some range, or D two, D three, should I say, of whatever lineup that would have been, two thousand nine fifteen on the It was the nine fifteen had just come out the, the, the month or so before. So we've had nine one nine one five driver, nine fifteen, whatever you call it. AP ones, AP two, Folky Wedges, Scotty Cameron Putter. Like you know what that set yeah. looks like. And if that if that set was now, and you you've used this analogy a couple of times before, let's say that businessman got dead into golf that year, bought all clubs and suddenly the year after, for whatever reason, he couldn't play golf and stored them in the garage and bought them out five years later, which set would still look current? The yeah. tailor-made set or the Titleist set? And I even think, like, if the guy actually got a tailor-made tour bag or a Titleist tour bag, like, the Titleist set from five years ago would still look current, and in a weird way, would almost maybe even look a little bit cooler. Like, they'd almost age nice, yeah. nicer. Where the tailor-made set, it'd be a bright yellow bag, it'd be, you know... 17 yards longer and all this jazz and, and well, speaking of other brands though guess what was tw- Callaway's <clears throat> sorry in 2015 it was the XR15 which feels ancient, oh, ancient. and the Great Big Bertha the one that was before the Epic that had like the same kind of weights in and the double black diamond and all that stuff and that's the problem with Callaway to a degree they've milked that name Great mm-hmm. Big Bertha so much I mean I mean, are we even allowed to talk about these clubs that we've just got yeah, sent? I think, I think so. the embargo's lifted. So there's some new Big Bertha irons and Big Bertha driver, which I actually saw. This is a mad line that I saw here, Guy. I'm sure I took a screenshot of it today, and I do want to test this in a video potentially. Um, I've not looked through the spiel exactly just yet. Where's my... Right, here we go. Um, the first... So this is a new Callaway set. Big Bertha B21. There's a driver, fairway wood hybrid set of irons. Um... The first super game improvement line designed. Oh yeah, so the sorry, the first super game improvement line designed using artificial intelligence for straight distance, any way you swing it. Oh nice! I'll be able to put that to the test. Like, how the hell can you hit it? Any way you swing it, you hit it straighter. Yeah, that's not right. But I know I don't really know what that little discussion was about massively. But I think it's just more about when you're. Uh, <laughs> you just wanted to flex on your iron choices better than iron. mine. No, it's just the fact of I think what I'm, I like brands that build up franchises that stay for a number of years because as a consumer, it makes you almost be happy with your product. So last thing, last example, be my car is a Volkswagen Golf. It's nothing too fancy at all. But it, even though it's a like a thirteen plate now, it still feels like it's not new, but it's like it's a golf. But if 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 it was a completely old model, you couldn't get any more. It would feel older. If you get what I mean? Let, let's say you could you again driving off the the tarmac at a showroom. You've driven off the golf in two thousand and thirteen. Let's say for example, 
and somebody else has driven off in a smart car from 2013. Mm. That smart car is so dated so quickly, where yeah. yours is much more um, classic line. Yeah, so the moral of the story is don't buy a smart car, buy a Golf. There you go. Cool, that sounds good. <laughs> this is kind of going off at random, but I'm enjoying the chat, so hopefully people are enjoying listening. Um, one thing we've not done for absolutely ages, and if you're a relatively new listener, you might not even know that this feature, which makes me a bit sad, actually, because it's one of the, my favourite features. Listener of the week. Hello. Can you remember your theme tune? Is that a bit Simpsons, that one, it? I think we've said that exact thing before. It was, <laughs> it was something like that, but listener of the week was essentially... It was a way of um, getting your name out on the podcast, basically. What happened to... Was it Ed? Ed Brown. Ed, well, Ed Brown. Brown was a guy that sent us an amazing email that became a VIP listener of the week and had his name etched on our old office. Um, we've not heard from Ed Brown. I don't know if Ed Brown still even listens, to be honest with you. If you do, Ed, send us a message. Yeah, but, let us know you well. Um, That's another reason why this garage became a bit of a tip, because we don't have the office anymore, so everything from the office had to come into the simulator. There's loads of golf balls knocking about, but... This week's Listener of the Week is a really good one. So the criteria for Listener of the Week is, as always, you've got to send an email to podcast at rickshields.com and you have to start it with Hi Guy and Rick. That's just the way you have to do it. <laughs> if it says Hi Rick or Hi Rick and Guy, it gets deleted. It doesn't even get read. Yeah, you might as well say, Hey Big Hitter and Rick. <laughs> hey, hey Long Ball <laughs> and Short Hitter. But you still won the match. And then you've got to do all the good stuff. So you've got to be subscribed to the podcast, to the to Rick's YouTube channel, to Rick's Instagram, all that stuff. And the new Instagram. And the new Instagram, that's the new criteria. Um, and also, within your email, send us some screenshots of that. Not that we don't believe you, but it just adds to it. But this <laughs> week's Listener of the Week, Rick, I've not shown, I've purposely not shown you that it's going to get your reaction live on air. He's gone above and beyond. Hit me. Before I tell you what he's done, because it might sound a bit weird if he's a grown man, he's only 13 <laughs> years old, so okay. that makes it quite kind of cute. But if basically, he's a grown man. <laughs> his name's Samuel, and I think his surname is Leek. Um, it's L-E-A-K-E. So yeah. I think Sounds it's Samuel like Leek. Leek. So he's put, hi, Guy and Rick. L- um, love listening to the podcast and the YouTube channel. As you can see from the below screenshots, I follow Rick on all his platforms. So, Rick, he's rated the podcast. Okay. He subscribes to the podcast. Nice. Follows the Facebook page. Standard. Follows you on Instagram. Follows you on Twitter. Subscribes on YouTube. Sent a WhatsApp to his friends. And he's a screenshot of that. Sharing the podcast. Um, he also subscribes to the podcast YouTube channel, which I haven't used for a while, but as Rick said Coming before. Back Coming back soon. <clears throat> and then he says, I'm a 13-year-old boy, and I play off a 16 handicap, which is pretty good. Nice. Um, only a couple of months ago, I was off 23. Um, then he says, a bit late now, Rick, but congrats, congratulations on a million subs. Um, so he also so this isn't the big bit but he's also recently met Paul Sturgis nice oh my god Paul look at this he's literally half the size of Paul you know what let's put that on the Rick Shields Instagram page well we will but let's wait till you see what's next okay. this is really cool but then he says not only have I done all those bits of the criteria to be listening of the week he's also made some handmade posters and sent them out around his village what he's literally made that's why I said he was only 13 He's literally made some handmade posters. He's drawn the podcast logo. Oh, my God. Um, and he said he's handed them out around the village to stick up to get people to subscribe. Samuel Leek. And he, you know what his quotes are? This needs to go down somewhere. He's put the best podcast I've ever listened to. Golf and a little bit of darts. And have you seen the dartboard's been hung again, by yeah, the way? Yeah, looks good. Um, so wow, Samuel Leek. I, th- I think he gets promoted to VIP. I think he could do, yeah. It's the fact he went out of his way because that must that drawing must have taken him a little while. We'll put that up as maybe as a story. 
on the um, on the Instagram later on. That's really cool. So wow. Samuel, you're legend. A, Where's he from? Does he know? Uh, well, he must. I'm guessing he's from obviously England. Cause he met Tall Paul the other day, so I'm guessing he's from like the East Midlands area because that's where I think Paul is. Love that. So love that. Let's let's try and arrange something for him. I'll let's send him something out or something. I'll reply to him and uh, get get some little goodies sent out to him because that is beyond the call of a listener. Yeah. Very good. Well, Samuel. all listeners should do that. Everybody I mean, should every, make posts and exactly. put them in the village. If you're not doing that, are you even a listener? Let's be honest. So maybe we'll bring back Listener of the Week on a more regular basis. If I we get so. ones as good as that, though, like you've got to be... like You can't say love the... Well, if you even say love the podcast, that's great. We really appreciate it. But if you want it, Listener of the Week, you've got to... What about somebody... What about, right, if somebody can bake a cake with your logo on it? Well, that's weird you say that. Have I not shown you this? No. So I can't remember the exact email... Um, I think it was a DM. I don't think I ever showed you this. One sec, one sec, one sec. Because we're going to have a lot of stuff to go on the Instagram page later. <laughs> Look at what someone did. Make sure you follow the Instagram page. Now, the only, the only, only thing that it's not the... Um, oh, where can I find it? I'll keep everyone entertained. Yeah. You? Um, so, currently, Rick's scrolling. Looking like the LA producer. Looks like he's on a business meeting. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's good. So someone's actually done a Rick Shields logo cake. It's not the podcast logo with the headphones, granted. Yeah. But it's a that. Rick Shields logo cake, and apparently it was for a birthday of a young boy. I can't quite remember his name. I thought I forgot the message. My son's 11th birthday cake. He loves golf and learning from you. So they actually baked him a Rick Shields RS <laughs> cake. I mean, that is... I mean, the world's gone a little bit mad, really, let's be honest. But it is great. Um, I think the only thing that tops it... I mean, if you're a true, true listener of the week i think it's only right if you you know you buy a billboard let's yeah. say in Times square or trafalgar square in london and yeah. you you know one of the electronic ones where you post about the rituals podcast um i think that that's the only thing that up samuel leak at the moment but no awesome thanks so much for everybody's love and support we love making this stuff we love making the videos the podcast is a really cool platform where we can chat chat they swore them for some reason. We can just chat and uh, put the world to right and uh, things like that make it definitely worthwhile while we're sat in a garage talking to each other. Yes. Um, another feature we started last week that's gone down really well in the emails was the annoying golf habits. Okay. I've looked through a lot of them and because we kind of said we didn't want to be like really nasty, like people annoy you, but things that kind of get on your nerves a little bit. We've had quite a few emails in. They weren't <laughs> they were amazing. So I'll read a couple out quite quickly. And if, if people enjoy it and you want to send in more, please do. Again, the emails podcast at rickshields.com and let us know things that people do that annoy you. Um which is the good one I found. Um bear with me one second. Um Oh, yes, this one was from Simon. He said, Hi, um I'm a little late on the parade of this, but I've just finished this to the latest episode of the podcast. Um, I used to play with a large group of gents of varying handicaps from low single figures to 28. I was playing one Saturday in a board comp, so it's a big comp, and have been drawn to play with one of the high handicapper players in our group. And I've been playing quite well and had put on the 18th to shoot around the mid-next 60s off my eight handicap, so he's obviously had a monster of a round. The putt was a slippery eight-foot downhill of a birdie. As you can imagine, I was taking a little extra time over it. My playing partner started huffing and told me to hurry up. Bearing in mind, this gent had probably played around 30 more shots than me over the round. This got under my skin and ended up three-putting. The rest of the group found it hilarious. So, again, it wasn't... <laughs> it's a bit annoying, that, though, isn't it? It is. And there's another one as well um, that I found that was quite good. That, weirdly, again, was a board comp. Um, 
And now that's not the one I've already read. I'm not doing so well here. I have actually flagged them all. And now I'm looking at them and realising that I actually don't know how good... Oh, this is quite a good one. Hey, um, my name's Hunter. Huge fan of the podcast and videos. I play with my brother quite often and he's still new to golf. He'll take six practice swings on the course and hold players up behind us, only to top the ball and it land five yards in front of him. Cheers. <laughs> it feels a little bit like... I don't know how good a lot of these are to read out, but it feels like it's a good place to be able to vent off some of the it anger. It is. There was loads. I had one. It's a bit like a confessional interview. There really? was one guy who I won't name him. Obviously, he sent one in, and then sent me a message. I think on Facebook saying, um, "I've sent you a annoying habit of my friend. Can you not read his name out for me?" And then he sent me another one saying, "Actually, don't read out at all. <laughs> I think this is the podcast. You'll know it's him." So I send us that. some more. There is a couple of decent ones in there, but he sent it angry, angle. Oh, in anger and then realise oh crap actually if they read this out I'm going to lose a mate yeah and I don't like him but either way I still need someone to play golf with <laughs> yeah exactly That's so awesome. if you have any people that annoy you on the golf course but ideally don't just say my mate John plays slowly or something something a bit more unique and we will read them out as Rick's looking for some questions I am I'm looking through Instagram questions right let's fly through a few um, when did you start playing golf I was 11 how old are you I was 8 Whoa. No wonder you hit it further. you got three years on there. Um, what's your favourite course to play in Scotland? Mine, I've got two. One that we played together and one that we played recent, I played recently. Trump International. I know it gets a little bit of hate, but it's an amazing golf course. And North Berwick. Yeah, North Berwick's good. We played there, when was that, 2015 or something? Yeah, it was the Nike Vapor launch. That was blue an amazing guy. Actually, posted a video on the Rick Shields Facebook group recently about a shot that he played from the bunker, or what is a bunker? It's the beach, basically on the fifteenth hole or something like that. If you find your ball, you play it, basically, don't you? Unbelievable shot! And like I said, I was recording it at the time. It was phenomenal. It might be a question more for you here. B Mooney Six. What's the best Nike irons you have ever used? For me, it was actually the... I've still got them. The Pro Combos from last year from the Vapor range. They were forged. The last year they made, yeah. made clubs. Forged head. A little more weight towards the toe to move the CG more centred. A little bit of resin undercut cavity for more forgiveness. <laughs> I can still sell them. No, the, the only thing that's problem with them is they had the black and then a the green vault coloured yeah. swoosh. If they were all blacked out and silver... Yeah, you see a few online, don't you, yeah. where they've taken the colour off yeah, them. Yeah, they were awesome. You should get yours done. Yeah, I might do. Might well do. That'd make for a cool video. Mm, okay. Um... The Jersey Ryan. Hi, Rick and Guy. Sorry. Hi, Guy and Rick. Thank you. How do you clear your head after a bad hole? Asking for a friend. <laughs> um, I'll ask let you answer this, Rick, I couldn't help you on that. Uh, it's not easy. Granted, you've had a bad hole and you, all, all you want to do on the next tee shot is absolutely smash your driver as far as you can. And, and some of that kind of helps a little bit. Just standing there and actually just taking it out on the golf ball. As long as you just don't make a reckless mistake. Mm. Let's say... You know, if if for example, you're on the next tee and it's a whole way you can you can just tee up driver and smash it with not much consequence, i.e. there's not much water hazards or trouble and, and you normally hit driver down that hole, well then do that. Like that's fine to do. Vent some anger into the next tee shot. It's when it clouds your judgment on the next hole. For example, you've got water to carry and you've never carried that water ever don't stand up on driver and try and carry the water straight after a bad hole because it's just not going to work. Or if you've got it, like, don't try and play a hero shot after a bad hole. Yeah, vent your anger, not a problem. You know, whatever you need to do to kind of clear your head. But whatever you do, don't try anything stupid because the next hole then could also be a terrible hole. Um, 
M. Manfield, 2018. What inspired you to become a PGA golf professional and therefore a YouTuber? Um, when I finished college, I went to golf college from 16 to 18. I realized that I wanted to still work. I wanted to work in golf. I knew I wasn't good enough. Therefore, I wanted to go down the path of becoming a PGA pro. I saw it as a way of keeping in golf. I still wanted to play a little bit. And then once I became a PGA pro, I loved coaching. I loved telling people how I coach and what I enjoy doing the most. Um, then I decided to start making YouTube videos. And that's weirdly how I became a YouTuber. It wasn't the plan, but it worked out well. Uh, best female golfer. And this is a weird name that's sent this in o.s for uns.ig best female golfer well it's definitely the one i played with nata hatta and it's the ladies open this week at royal troon and I actually sent her a message wishing her good luck and she responded saying thanks rick so keep your eye on her this week if she wins it's because of my good luck message um do 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 do, do. why does guy look like danny willett I saw that message. I don't think I do. But I even, if they, even do. if they did, why would why would you expect to have an answer and say, "Well, the reason that he does is because X, Y, and Z." Um, They've got the same parents. Yeah, I, I I don't think you do. I honestly I don't. It's not a bad thing if I do. Anyway, but uh, would you rather win the Masters or the British Open? Open for me. Weirdly for me, the Masters. Mm. I know it's that's traitor. It's, I know it's not the popular choice. Really, I feel like Masters gets you more famous. If you like, say you were kind I of do. a relatively unknown golfer, like when Todd Hamilton and well, Ben Curtis at, won the Danny Open. Willett. Just yeah. literally been talking about him. Yeah. You, you, I think if you want fame and stuff, but I think as an English person, I know it's not always in England, but as an Englishman, I'd like to win the Open. Um, do, 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 do. Chris D. Barnes. I'm lucky enough to play in my first pro-am in the next couple of weeks. Any advice? I'm guessing you're the amateur playing in it. Typically, pro-ams for an amateur is the best format ever. It's typically best two from four. You can just literally go out and just, just do what you need to do. Shoot as you know, shoot at every single pin because it's a lovely, lovely format. We're actually playing in the golf line golf day next Monday, which we will be talking about on the podcast, and we might have a guest to the podcast next week. I mean, possibly we could have two guests. Two guests. The two people we're playing with. Oh yeah. Potentially. That would be yeah, that would be action packed. Um so yeah, we're playing in the golf day Monday, so we'll let you know about that. I'm gonna answer three more. Will you check your DMs? <laughs> Uh, no. Um, do, do, do. What's the best? Oh, some of these are so repeatable. Um, I think a lot of these people as well have, 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 have followed the podcast page again at the Rick Shields Golf Show. Um, I'm not sure they all listen to the podcast. So a lot of these questions that we see, you've actually answered in really good depth. Like, how, why do you become a YouTuber? We've done obviously a pretty much a full podcast on that before. Um, how many subscribers has the podcast got? got now we get a, well we don't really get a subscriber number because people subscribe on different platforms so you can su- subscribe on like uh, apple for example you by can, the way that is a question that's not yeah no you can you can yeah. subscribe on spotify and the software you we use we can't really see that number it's more about how many listens you get really a lot of people don't subscribe so if you do listen and you've not subscribed please do it's um, in the tens of thousands not in the hundred thousands yet oh yeah so. the numbers you get on the podcast are totally different to what you get on the um youtube videos but it's a very different piece of content isn't it yeah it's we love, waffling we love on every for an single hour one of you listening right guys enough about waffling um this uh, week one well, sorry 
I was going to say, how do you rate that podcast gone? I thought it was going to be a 9 out of 10 today. I'm not sure now if it was actually about 7 in the end. Those questions are terrible at the end. Yeah, we maybe should actually plan a bit more before we had some. Yeah. It I, was probably I, a 7 today, and I don't. I wouldn't be offended if you've um, listened to this one and thought, mm, it wasn't the best, look forward to next week more. However, you might have enjoyed it. Let us know. If you have, design a poster and post it around your village, yeah. like Samuel Leake. Um, videos coming out this week. We've got a couple of coaching ones coming up. Uh, we're going to try and hold fire on equipment reviews. I know that it was quite equipment heavy last week um got a fun collaboration on friday weather permitting hopefully that's going to be really good we've got another fun collaboration next tuesday and one more at the start of september so in the next couple of weeks we've got three guests on the channel and possibly on the podcast as well and on the podcast so it's all exciting guys thanks so much for listening stay tuned lots more to come do not forget to rate review share the podcast um and send your emails to podcast at richshields.com. Guy, that was a pleasure. As always. We shall see you very soon. Well, I'll see you straight away. We'll see <laughs> all the listeners very soon. Thanks for listening. And we shall see you and hear review and listen. Well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Peace out. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.